Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. Boomer. The nothing personal word of the day is boomer. I just want to know who came up with this. There are people out there on social media who right now are saying that the coronavirus is, quote, the boomer remover. Is there that much hate between the millennial and Gen X generation and the boomers? Is there that much jealousy with all the boomers have accomplished and the millennials have not yet or are trying to? or maybe in some ways have surpassed because their goals may be different? Do you think that it's not serious, the coronavirus, because it's only a boomer remover? I'm going to say that none of that is true. I'm going to say that instead it rhymes, and that's why you came up with it. That was the best you got, boomer remover, because you think, hey, I'm 18, I'm invincible. I'm 25, I'm invincible. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too large to ignore. That's a good song by Helen Reddy. No one's invincible. Coronavirus is not just a boomer remover. It's something that must be contained by everyone, including everyone listening, watching, whatever you're doing. I appreciate that. But stop saying boomer remover, because that's me. And then without live sports... Without nothing personal, what are you going to do? What's your plan? Because if you remove me, that's just one fewer boomer left to put in your remover. We're in this mess because of Rudy Gobert. No, we're not. There would still be games played right now if not for Rudy Gobert. No, there weren't. There would not be the suspension of any league of any kind. No delay, no nothing, if not for Rudy Gobert. That's not true. It is outrageous what Rudy Gobert did. We have been all over him on nothing personal, and we should. We called him out for his behavior. What he did was a joke. Irresponsible, pathetic, angering, frustrating spreading, but he did not cause the leagues to shut down. What's interesting is I can argue that Rudy Gobert actually may have helped a decision that was so late in coming that he may have helped it come earlier than it would have otherwise. Because if you think for one moment that where we were headed was not toward cancellation or postponement or suspension of leagues, of games all over the world, you're wrong. The coronavirus is a pandemic. It's enough so that in America, it is very likely we are under, will be under, could be under, are under. That's the problem when you're live at 2.30 in the afternoon with the president speaking at 3. But the belief is that we will be in and are in a national emergency. 
What that means, that is more funds related. Have you ever thought about when states, we are declaring a state of emergency because a hurricane's coming. We are declaring a state of emergency because flooding has come to South Beach. We are declaring a state of emergency because two people have coronavirus. That is a way that you open up federal funding. When the federal government declares a national emergency, that unlocks funding as well. But I digress. I got to get back to Rudy. Rudy Gobert is the Utah Jazz player who tested positive for coronavirus. He's yesterday's news. On CBS's own website, which is being run by people who I think are in self-quarantine, or maybe it's being run out of Florida, where we're trying to run the entire network out of, it's possible that there is a list on the front page of the website with a list of athletes who have tested positive for coronavirus. This is not exactly like McCarthy's list. And for all of you non-boomers out there, I'm not going to tell you to Google it. I'm going to explain it. McCarthy, McCarthyism. That's back when the government was accusing filmmakers of being communists. And they were put on a list. McCarthy's list, it was called. And basically it meant you were blackballed. You weren't allowed to work in Hollywood. There were so many musicians, actors, entertainers on McCarthy's list that it became a... It actually became, if you really want to think about this, it was one of the biggest stories of the century, what we did as Americans to other Americans. Right now, we're doing the same thing. Why are we making a list of people with coronavirus? Is that so we stay away from them? Hey, listen, if you run into Rudy Gobert at your local grocery store, try not to lick him. Is that what we're saying? No. We don't need a list of people with coronavirus. We don't need to break into the news and say breaking news other than the fact that we need content. Not if you're watching and listening to Nothing Personal. We've got you covered every day. Don't you worry. Plus an extra half hours on CBS Sports HQ every day at 2 o'clock unless they pull the plug on that, which they may. But I don't think they'll pull the plug on this. They're looking for content. They're looking for anything because what are you all going to do? So Rudy Gobert has corona. The head manager of Arsenal has corona. The mayor of the city of Miami has corona. It's possible that I have corona, but I don't. But I don't know because you don't even have to show symptoms to have it. There's not enough testing going on. So we don't know who has it or who doesn't have it for real. If Charles Barkley has to wait 48 hours to find out the test results, you know that there's a problem brewing. So my suggestion is stop keeping track and try to just stay healthy and be smart. Rudy Gobert is taking this extremely personally. I want to have a talk with Rudy and tell him about business, tell him that it's not personal. But what he did with the microphones, and you saw the video, where he touched every microphone before he was diagnosed. He didn't know. But he then released a statement on his Instagram. And I want to get you the whole statement because he deserves, he deserves this moment. From Rudy Gobert. I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of concern and support over the last 24 hours. By the way, let me just say, this is David saying this, not Rudy. We always say in our statements, I want to thank everyone for their support. I want to thank everyone for all you've done. Thank everyone for the flowers. That's just a cough. Don't worry. I need a little water. 
Do you know what really happens? It's not a lot of people who reach out, but he does in every statement, like we all do, thank everyone for their concern and support. Believe me, he's gotten some hate mail. Back to Rudy. I've gone through so many emotions since learning of my diagnosis, mostly fear, anxiety, and embarrassment. Perfectly put. The first and most important thing is I would like to publicly apologize to the people that I may have endangered. He meant who? Apologize to the people who I may have endangered. At the time, I had no idea I was even infected. I was careless and make no excuse. I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everyone to take this seriously. He then went on to offer his support, his experience, and that he's going to recover. What is the takeaway from what Rudy did? And what can players take away who are accused or busted for PEDs, who are accused of cheating, who are accused of doing anything wrong on or off the court? What we talk about on Nothing Personal, it's pretty simple. Own it. Stand up and be a man or a woman and own it. And Rudy owned it. Now, the cynical Samson could say he had no choice. This was an absolute dumpster fire with what happened to Rudy Gobert. He's being looked at literally as patient zero in a worldwide pandemic outbreak, which of course he's not. Was he the catalyst that got the avalanche rolling? No, that avalanche was rolling well before Rudy tested positive. What made this a story at all? Who's the second player on the Jazz? Name him. I know who it is. But do you all know? Donovan Mitchell. It's like finishing in second place, like in the World Series or the Super Bowl. Hurry up, five years ago, who lost the Super Bowl? I don't know and I don't care. I only care about the winner. Finishing first is all that matters. Rudy was first. Donovan Mitchell was second. No one thinks about Donovan Mitchell. But people would forget about Rudy, too, but for what he did prior to becoming infected. But his statement was quick. It was to the point. It was on point, And he is permanently off the hook. Rudy Gobert, you did the right thing. Thank you for apologizing. Well, I've said it. I'm going to get in trouble. Do you know how hard it is, right? We're here at CBS Sports HQ. That's where the studio is for nothing personal. CBS New York is shut down. There were some coronavirus, COVID-19 people testing positive. Shut it down. We're being as helpful as we can here at HQ. Sometimes we're on CBS Sports Network. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're helping out CBS News. Sometimes not. Everybody's helping each other. We all work in the same company. We are all here to give you information, to get you to the point where you're comfortable with knowing that we have no agenda. The thing about nothing personal is I have no agenda. I don't work for a team, and if CBS wants to pull the plug on this show, Hello? Hello? Did you, did they, did they just pull a plug on us, Coca? Still on. They haven't done it yet. If they want to pull a plug, let them pull a plug because guess what? I'm never going to stop telling you the truth. I'm never going to stop decoding. When I see something going, I'm going to tell you. If it's not in the best interest of CBS for me to tell you that the Masters is going to be canceled and so is the NCAA tournament, I'm still going to do it. You know why? Because that's my view. 
Forget that I turned out to be right. The fact is, it's my view. I owe this to you during this period of time to tell you how things are and how they're going to be because I've been in the room where it happens before, 18 years in a room where I watched and learned and listened and spoke. And when people are trying to mislead you and it's somewhat purposeful, I'm going to let you know. There is no reason at all that Major League Baseball announced that they expect that this suspension and delay of the opening day, they called it opening the postponement of opening day for at least two weeks. That is extremely irresponsible. I didn't want Coca, the producer, to put MLB pushes back opening day by two weeks on the video portion of this show because we are promulgating this misinformation. We are doing exactly what baseball wanted us to do. We are giving a false hope to our audience. I'm not going to do it. How exactly did MLB come up with two weeks? How did they come up with the wordsmithing to say at least two weeks? They didn't have enough information at the time in a story that's always changing. And when that is the case, you do not ever put a date. When you don't control everything, you do not put a date. When you are not in charge of the exact behavior of every single person and entity that needs to contribute to a game being played, you may not tell me the date that it's going to happen. In this case, it is the government, the federal government, the state government. They are in control. Now, they started off very softly, and we saw it in Ohio when Governor DeWine said, hey, I don't think you should play games. And the Reds said, we're playing. We're doing our parades. We're having opening day. The Reds look like fools today because they committed the cardinal sin. When you don't control the narrative, don't put a date on it. What is really amazing to me is that baseball did their announcement and they said two weeks because they actually thought this would be done. The curve would be flattened two weeks from now. Do you know what flattening the curve means? You're hearing that a lot. I want to decode it for you. Flattening the curve is the curve of infections, people who have the virus, people who contract COVID-19. If everyone gets it at once, it's a really high curve. Picture a really high ski slope that goes up and down, a really high U. That would be extremely taxing on the healthcare system, extremely costly and extremely deadly because there aren't enough hospital beds and there aren't enough ventilators. So what we do is you try to flatten the curve, which means you make sure that the people who are going to be infected get infected over time and not all at once. And the way to do that is to take all the necessary precautions aggressively right now and to keep those precautions in place until no one is getting positively tested for coronavirus. Ah, I just said something. I owe a dollar. I got fined a dollar. The reason I got fined a dollar is I said people aren't being tested for coronavirus. Ugh, that's part of our problem. There aren't enough tests out there. We've got to start testing people so we can have the correct data. The data is what the government needs. And once the government has the data, then they can tell sports when we can again play our role, our ability to help heal this nation. 
In order to do that, we've got to have the curve totally flattened. It can't happen by the middle of April. It's out of the question. And baseball was irresponsible making you all think before this show that it could happen. But then it got even more interesting. MLB did not tell the teams what to do with the players. This was easy and obvious. When you've got, if I'm running a team and I hear that baseball is postponing opening day and that spring training suspended, I am shutting it. You think I'm keeping my players around and keeping their arms hot and having them throw pitches and putting them in the weight room together? And then on my, with my Jewish guilt, I send a player home who could be infected to his wife, kids, and in-laws who could be older? It is a straight shut. I don't care what my GM says. I am closing my spring training building. I am sending my players home. Period. End of sentence. We will call you back. As a matter of fact, funnily enough, that's from a movie. That's not English. It's funny enough. There is a report that MLB is planning. Is this, Are you kidding me, Coker, or not? You just put this in red. So remember on Nothing Personal, we talked about this on my iPad. If you see something in red, it's important, but the font isn't that big. So this can't be that important, but it is red. It says, oh, he's doing something with the font. This whole doc thing, when he does stuff, I can see it. It's like we're so in sync. We are hearing that MLB plans to close all spring training facilities except workout areas. Think weight training. So no on-field activity. That's absurd. That's absurd. I think we should put all the players in the weight room, and we should just give them the little um, sanitized napkins. And after they do it, like when you're in the gym, just wipe, wipe down your weights if you don't mind. And also the barbells. And if you could, try it to sweat on me when you're on the um, no-gravity, alt-gravity treadmill. Don't sweat on me. I'm shutting the facilities down, including the weight room. The weight room is a petri dish of infestation. I didn't like going in the weight room. I did because they had good music. I'd say hello to some guys. Before games, Tony Perez and Andre Dawson, two Hall of Famers, sometimes they'd be working out in the weight room. Andre Dawson on the bike. He's 10 years older than I am, and he's in better shape than most people 10 years younger. MLB is also recommending that teams send their minor leaguers home. I, I can't tell if you're joking or not, Coca, because what could be possibly more obvious than this? These can't be recommendations. Here's the problem with COVID-19 and coronavirus. Enough of the recommendations. Owners need to be told what to do so the players can be told what to do. Be strong, MLB. Close down the facilities entirely. Send the players home. Send every minor leaguer home. If people don't have a home to go to, we will adjust on a case-by-case basis. If there are international players in camp who have nowhere to live, we will find a place. We will find a home. If there's minor leaguers who have no home, we will find a family for them to live in. We will find a place, a room. We will do something. But we cannot have players right now before we test everyone. By the way, you want a simple solution? I'll give you one, baseball. You want to keep weight rooms open? but close the on-field, test every single player, every single staff member, every coach, every manager. It's a terrible recommendation. How about Adam Silver? You know, 
Adam Silver, do you know what that is? People in this office, right now there's four people doing the job of 50 at CBS Sports HQ. And um, I guess they're essential. So to my essential friends out there, I say, who's Adam Silver? They work at a sports 24-hour network. And many of the millennials or Generation P's or I don't know what they're called. To me, I call them old enough to be my children. They don't know who Adam Silver is. He's the commissioner of basketball. This is what you do when you're the commissioner. I sent a tweet last night and I got a lot of funny comments because people said, oh, I guess this is one that you're not going to criticize or correct. Well, guess what? If you do something in a PR framework that's good, I'm going to tell you. If you do it and it's bad, I'm going to tell you. It's not personal for me. I don't care who you are. I'm going to call you out. But I'm not calling you out in a personal way. To me, you've got to do your business. Adam Silver did his business. He wrote a perfect letter to NBA fans. Dated March 12th, 2020. Dear NBA fans. It's not a statement to the media. It's not releasing a statement. The PGA said in the statement today that the Masters would be canceled. Major League Baseball said in a statement that they were postponing opening day for at least two weeks. Here we go. Dear NBA fans, I'm going to cut right to it. This is the letter, the important part. This hiatus will last at least 30 days, and we intend to resume the season if and when it becomes safe for all concerned. That's the statement, and it's perfect. He goes on to say how we can get information. Visit NBA.com. He closes it by saying this remains a complicated and rapidly evolving situation that reminds us that we are all part of a broader society with the responsibility to look out for one another. This is what the NBA will continue to do, and we are grateful for your understanding and for being the best fans in sports. Do you know what the NBA is the best at? They have the best people writing the speeches for the commissioner, and they've got a commissioner smart enough to approve it and not change it. I say Adam Silver for president. And that's not a political statement. I didn't say president of CBS. I didn't say president of the United States. President is something. NBA is pretty good. It's a great job by Adam Silver. All leagues need to do that. I don't want people to panic. I don't want people to be alarmed. I want people simply to be smart. Because if we actually act intelligently starting today, we have a chance to get live sports back. And that's what I want. I want that for you. I want that for the picks of the day. I want that for all of us who love the competition, the action. Forget the betting action. I'm just talking about the action action. Who out there doesn't like getting action? Having action. Action, Jackson. Well, I thought we'd have a chance for PGA Tour action. My last hope. They were playing a round of golf, and I knew that they couldn't continue. They were canceling tournaments only to the Masters. CBS got angry with me because I said that Masters aren't going to happen. Well, the Masters got canceled today. PGA Tour got canceled after a round. I got a weird feeling, though. I think the PGA Tour, and we had a a guest on an HQ whose name is uh, Kyle Porter. Kyle Porter is a contributor to the podcast. There's a podcast here on CBS And I'm delaying because I'm forgetting what it's called, but it's going to come to me at some point. It's called the First Cut Podcast. And we talked about, is it possible what kind of power players have in golf? It turns out 
players have all the power in golf, which is a sport I would never want to work in because I don't want players to ever have any power. I want management to always have the power. Let us make the decisions. I'm happy to have you in a union. I'm happy to have you contribute and to bargain with you. I'm happy to come to an agreement and make you multimillionaires if you're good enough to deserve it. But when it comes to business decisions, let, let us make it. I'm wondering whether or not the players started to play golf because they didn't realize what was going on around them. They had no feel. Because often athletes, and this is not a criticism of athletes, this is a fact. They're so locked in to perform. They are so concerned with what they're doing on the field of play that sometimes, sometimes they can be blind to what's happening. We saw this when it came to certain things that go on off the field, off the court. Do you remember a year ago, maybe it was two, shut up and dribble when people wanted LeBron and other players to just stick to their sport? That was the incorrect approach. It's okay for players to have opinions. I want them to be informed. It's okay for fans to have opinions. I want you to be informed. It's okay for team presidents and people in the media to have opinions. They have to be informed because you are looking to us for guidance. Players are looking to executives and commissioners. Fans are looking to people in the media. Everyone is looking to somebody for leadership and guidance. And in order for that to work, there's got to be good information. There's an expression I had with the Marlins. When I would make a decision that ended up being wrong, there were two things I would do. And believe me, I made a lot of wrong decisions. But the two things that I would do is I would find out whether I made decisions that were wrong because I had the wrong information or did I make decisions that were wrong and I had the right information? If I made wrong decisions based on the right information, then I simply made a bad decision. When I made wrong decisions based on wrong information, then you can't even evaluate my ability to do my job because I didn't have proper information to be informed. Do you think the PGA players query Q-U-E, don't have to Google it, R-Y, query, question, means question. That's twice, Coca, I've answered that issue. Have you noticed that? Yes. <laughs> Coca just said yes. Coca gives me notes and pointers after every show because this is what he does for a living. He knows tone, he knows what's trendy, knows what people want to hear. He knows how long people should talk about it, what they're talking about. Once in a while, he gives in to me and lets me talk about stuff that I know only Randy and Talia like in the office. But other times, he makes sure I stay away and talk about things that are gonna be relevant to all of you. What he doesn't like is necessarily to be heard on camera or to be in my ear all that often. So I can barely get a word out of him during the course of the show. So I asked him a question. Yes, that's the most he does. You'd think he was inarticulate. You'd think he was a buffoon. He's actually a brilliant producer. But is it possible the players in the PGA had the bad information that they were not aware of what a bad look it was to be playing golf? That they were not aware that by being there teeing off with fans, even with a sparse crowd or no crowd, that that was actually had a chance to make this pandemic worse? All of that was actually in play when the PGA was being played. Or do you think the players were a little more Machiavellian than that and they actually wanted to play or not play because of how they were doing in the tournament, how they were feeling physically? I'm not imputing the integrity of the PGA players at all. I'm merely saying, what took so long? 
shouldn't have taken that long. You know that. It's not even a question. Do you know what's not stopping? Do you know what's not stopping? Me watching movies. Did you know that Michelle and Barack Obama, after becoming president, and after realizing that if they write books, they can make a fortune, they decided they can start a production company. Do you know one of the first movies they invested in was a movie that was already shot, but it did not have wide distribution rights or a wide distribution network at all. And then all of a sudden, it won an Oscar. It is a documentary called American Factory. I'm starting at the end and working my way forward. The end is that when you have a partnership between China and the U.S., you better be careful. There's that flashing light, Coca, by the way. Did you see that? At some point, we got to stop it. There's been a light on set. This is like the 91st episode, 92nd episode of Nothing Personal. There's been a flashing light that goes off and it like flashes in my eye. And when I'm not doing the show, I get sort of flashbacks of the flashback. Coca, maybe you can fix that because you're essential. So American Factory is about a factory in America that used to be a GM plant. They used to make cars. GM shut it down. People in, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking. Check it. I was going to say Steubenville, but that Steubenville, but that's totally different. That's Roll Red Roll. Uh, this is, American Factory takes place in Michigan. I just can't remember the town. I would assume Detroit, but it may be outside Detroit. But for purposes of this review, it is a factory that used to make cars. Shut down, town, despondent, desolate, bankrupt. Nobody can pay their mortgage. Nightmare. In comes a Chinese glass company saving the day like Superman comes in, starts the factory up again, totally different business, making glass. Where is it in Ohio? Moraine? Right outside of Dayton. It's right outside of Dayton, Ohio. I am not afraid to admit that I now remember that, but I still don't recall exactly Dayton. It's right, I think, in between Cleveland, Cincinnati, somewhere in Ohio. God, that's terrible. If you're listening to me in Ohio, I apologize. I And I said it was Michigan. <laughs> All right, here we go. American Factory is about a factory in Ohio that was shut down by GM. They no longer made trucks. Following a period of terrible financial ruin, the town was purportedly saved when a Chinese company came in from China with people who did not speak English, had a hard time communicating with the American workers, but hired all the American workers to make glass. That glass would then be sold to car companies to make cars. So they weren't making cars, they were making glass. Lo and behold, the leader of this company was an individual billionaire who was in the movie nonstop making trips to Ohio. They don't show him ever tired, but he comes apparently from China all the way to Ohio. I guarantee you it's on a private plane because that's in the movie, but still it's gotta be exhausting for a boomer who has not been removed yet to come to Ohio once or twice a month and look at a company full of American workers who don't work the Chinese way. This movie is about the difference between Chinese workers and American workers. This movie is about safety in the workplace that we demand in America that in the communist regime that is China does not necessarily demand. This is about Chinese workers and people coming to America and looking at their counterparts and saying, You don't work seven days a week? 
You don't work extra hours? I can't even comprehend that. In China, we work six to seven days. We don't see our family for months at a time. Sick leave? I don't even know what you're talking about. Safe, a lunchroom? A lunchroom? You need a lunchroom? This is a fascinating movie. And the end, I'm going to call it happy. I'm going to call it interesting. And I'm going to call it an Academy Award winner. American Factory. It takes place in Ohio, for Christ's sake. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So you want to talk to Samson. Yes, you do, don't you? This is a good one. This is a good one. (laughs) I, I had to take it because it's serious, but it made me smile because it's part of the reason why nothing personal is about to blow up because what else are you listening to and watching? I've got a kit that was just given. I'm going to bring it on the air, although I can't actually unhook myself and show it to you. But it's a black briefcase that looks as though I'm carrying the nuclear codes, like I'm carrying the football. I can carry this briefcase anywhere, and I can record nothing personal. So if I have to be quarantined, if there's a quarantine that's set up in Broward, if whatever happens, nothing personal will not stop until, of course, they pull the plug, which they won't because they need it. But so you want to talk to Samson, you follow me on Twitter. If you don't, please do. And by the way, the rate of followers is not increasing fast enough for the boomers who run CBS. So if it's possible, 
Could you get other people to follow? And if they're real, that would be even better. And if you don't charge, that's even better than that. And if your username doesn't have seven numbers after three random letters, that's even better than that. And then you can DM me and ask me a question. Today's question, is it possible that the United States will be forced to do what Italy has already done? Wow. You're not fooling around, are you? Well, let's tell you what Italy has already done, and then let's see if that actually is something that could happen here. Let's look back and see this virus started in the Wuhan province of China. Remember, it's not coming to America. We're fine. Nothing to worry about. All of a sudden, there was a problem in Korea, South Korea. Ah, that's so far away. It's like where MASH is, the Korean War. Not an issue. I don't even like Korean food. Whatever people were saying. Then we keep going. Italy? There's cases in Italy? I eat pizza. Could that impact me? That's what people were actually saying. That's Europe. Never been to Europe. Gotta fly over water to get to Europe. I don't think it'll come here. Then the cases doubled, tripled, exponentially grew. Italy did not necessarily act fast enough, but they acted once they did with complete aggressive treatment and containment. It started by quarantining a small area. Then it got bigger. Then they quarantined cities. Then they quarantined a country. Then they shut down bars and restaurants and told people, you are staying home unless you need to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy. That's it. When it comes down to it, you need food and you need drugs. I wonder if the delivery guys will still work. Now I digress. In any case, by the way, I actually wasn't referring to food, but they deliver food too. Italy took these positions because they realized that in order to contain the spread of the coronavirus, they had to make the ultimate sacrifice for their citizens in order to get this economic horrific situation, the health risk, the older generation to save them, to protect them. They had to close down the country. Ah, it can't happen to us. Wait, what about New Rochelle? New Rochelle, New York. How you doing there in New Rochelle if you're listening? You better be because that's all you're doing. There is a huge outbreak in New Rochelle and Governor Cuomo of New York put some boundaries around New Rochelle. Contain them. It's not the end of the world. It's what needs to happen. The mayor of New York City has said that all restaurants and bars will cut their capacity in half. If you used to fit 100 people, only 50 may now come in. If you thought you couldn't get into your favorite restaurant before, just you wait now. Their capacity has been cut in half. What happens when the mayor decides to close all the restaurants in New York? It could happen. What about schools? You're seeing them starting to close. This is not me alarming you. This is me informing you of the steps that we're taking. We are exactly, exactly behind what China did, then what Korea did, then what Italy did. We are following exactly in their footstep. Guess what's happening in China right now? Stores are opening. Life is getting back to normal. 
sports is starting again. By the way, for me, I want sports to start, but I wouldn't mind making sure that there's toilet paper on the shelves first. Me, I want sports to start. I want to make sure I don't have to wear a mouth guard and a head protector to go to the grocery store because I'm going to get beaten up over a chicken breast. Then we can get to sports. We've got to make it through all these steps. And the best way to do it is to get it done with. If you can stay away from public gatherings, do it. They're all being canceled anyway. It is terrible economically. It's terrible for the workers, for the bartenders, for the waiters, for the waitresses, for the small business owners. I get all of it. I understand exactly what's happening when you look at your 401k plan. I used to work on Wall Street. I used to have to make calls to people and say, I'm sorry, I understand, but let's look at the long term. Let's not just look at today. We have to look at the long term now. And in order for the long term outlook to improve, the steps have to be taken now. It didn't need to take Rudy Gobert to test positive. It doesn't need to take the Miami mayor to test positive. It doesn't take any more celebrity positive tests for us to all realize that we could be carrying it. We could be asymptomatic, which means we don't have symptoms. But the reality is that if we're not smart, we have a chance to spread it. And you can say that it's a boomer remover, but do you really want that? Do you want to remove boomers because of something you've done? You don't. So the question you ask is, so you wait, so you want to talk to Samson? Is it possible that the U.S. will be forced to do what Italy has done? The answer is yes. And the answer is, I hope it happens. Because the sooner it happens, the more... If you ever... Here's the equivalent of it at a sports game. If you ever watched a game of your favorite team, we call it momentum swings. When you feel it slipping away, it happens in football, it happens in basketball. When you're up by 16 points and they cut it below 10, and then all of a sudden it's 7, and you can't hit a shot, and the other team can't miss, and all of a sudden you're about to give up your lead, and then you say, well, we hope they used all their energy just to get back to the tie game, but now we're going to get them, but you end up losing. It happens in baseball, every sport. There is this level of momentum that you just feel. I feel it right now. I have watched it and called it. We have specifically stated what events were going to be postponed, canceled, or simply suspended. We were ahead of this curve, pun intended. We were ahead of this story because all it takes is math and knowledge and understanding and the ability to actually look beyond the borders to a world that's out there and know that we are not immune, pun intended, from what goes on throughout the rest of the world. It matters to pay attention. You asked me, so you wanna talk to Samson, is it possible? And I answered that it is possible. Is it a guarantee? Let's just say it's not my wait to see. I'm not there yet, but I can see it from there. Pick of the day. Can you imagine what my pick was? Because whatever you're imagining, I lost because my record is 17 and 27. I'm not happy that sports is suspended. I'm going to find a sport that I can give you a pick. Right now, we are down to the last man standing. 
Do you know the chair, the founder, the president of UFC, Dana White, good friends with very high people in Washington who really would like to see some level of distraction out there for people? The show must go on with the UFC. There's going to be UFC tomorrow. Well, guess what? I'm not picking it. Here's why. I am suspending my pick of the day. I'm not canceling it. I'm not postponing it. I'm suspending it. Because I don't know enough to tell you which direction to go in the UFC. Now, you're going to say you don't know enough about the NBA or NHL or MLB or tennis or golf because you stink. You're 10 games under. The answer is I know enough to be dangerous to tell you to make sure you go against me. If I give you a UFC pick, that means I'm telling you that I'm okay with the UFC happening. I'm not going to convince you or tell you that I don't know enough. I could throw a dart against the board, put pictures up of two people, pick one and say that's my pick of the day. But that would be me telling you that, A, I'm willing to make a pick, and B, I think it's right that the UFC is playing. Playing? Matching? what Fighting? Whatever the verb is. It's not right. My pick of the day is suspended. It'll be back. It's just suspended. Wait to see. I love the wait to sees. This one is one of the great ones. I had one that was way too easy. My original wait to see is that MLB announced that they're going to miss at least two weeks only. And my wait to see was a simple one. MLB will be postponed opening day by more than two weeks. That is easy. I want extra credit because that wait to see, I'm just taking it. Wait to see is that MLB will be postponed and delayed for more than two weeks. But I'm going to give you one better. Because when I read the tea leaves and the coronavirus test kits, and I'm watching the timing of how long it took for countries to recover and for the curve to flatten, I got to wait to see that's depressing. But I'm here to tell you that I will keep you entertained every day, Monday through Friday until that point, because MLB will not take the field for a regular season game before Memorial Day. That's right, Memorial Day. It is unlikely to me, if not impossible, for MLB to play a regular season game before Memorial Day. That is the most depressing way to see I've had. I miss it. I want it. I'm going to go back on on YouTube, on CBS, anywhere I can find it. I'm going to watch every game of the 2003 playoffs. Those are the sporting events. I'm going to pretend that it's October of 03. I'm going to put Glory Days on by Bruce Springsteen in the background. I'm going to play it over and over. I'm going to watch every playoff game, even the ones we lost. I'm going to watch us celebrate the World Series. I'm going to think about what it took to win that. And then I'm going to think about every single day what we can do here at Nothing Personal to keep you informed, to keep you entertained. If it's trending in sports, business, politics, we're covering it. We will not go dark. We will not stop giving you the facts because you need it. You deserve it. And I've always promised you, from my standpoint, it's always been business. It's nothing personal.